if you saw what happens uh, during our you know little banter before the show, folks, you'd be a little scared. You wouldn't watch the show ever again. I swear to God. Uh, but hold on, JB. Let, let's test one thing. Is is this thing on? Is this is this the microphone that's working today? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, it is actually. I just noticed that. Yeah, well, uh, maybe we should notice the last time we got together. Yeah, well, that was an ugly Mm. uh, audio day for us, and there was no time to fix that afterward. We apologize for how bad our last show sounded, although people seem to like it still, so you you people are sick out there uh, for production quality. Uh, no, we, uh, we, uh, it sounded like we're back in 2008, so we're just celebrating our 15 years here. Yeah, you sounded great, though, so that's all you cared about. You know, you, you didn't help me out. You're like, this is my chance to sound smarter and better than Frank. And not to say you don't do it every day, but... Doesn't happen often. Yeah, well... Uh, this is an interesting week six coming up here uh, that we're going to be previewing on our live show an hour earlier than normal. And uh, Anthony Fasano is uh, in the wings waiting to join us. So we'll get to him in a little bit from Utica. They have a big game. There aren't as many big games going on. But then you throw in a little bit of rain. In fact, a lot of rain coming across this section of uh, the country. And that could affect some games. Yeah. That Ithaca RPI game. Utica uh, Cortland game. I'm curious to see how uh, everything plays out. Having said that, I'm going to get soaked this weekend. Okay, I'm going to be out at a high school game tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be at a college game tomorrow in the rain. So uh, say a little prayer for me that I survive this one. Um, wh- wh- what are you doing this weekend? Anything exciting? Uh, we are uh, going up to uh, to New York, a little New York state of mind for a special. Um, 50th birthday weekend for my wife Jen Um, got the kids all coming in tonight from various parts of the country and um, have a special dinner plan tomorrow night and um, just gonna enjoy some fall weather it's been not it's been raining like for a month straight down here so if it's raining up there I guess it's no no big deal but seeing seeing temperatures that start with a five or a six would be nice that that hasn't happened uh, to us yet this year, so we're we're hoping that we catch a little break to get a little fall weather um, up in Manhattan. But um, you know, this is really just kind of a family trip. I wish I had a little bit of a window of time to either go check out a you know a, a Montclair or you know some some game there in in the city limits. But I'm I'm on a tight schedule. I've been told so I'll be doing my best to follow over all the action. But uh, family focused weekend and. Um, it should be it should be a really special one. Okay, so I, literally eight minutes ago, there's a Musumania um, video that has posted. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna throw this to our intro. I'm gonna try to do something extremely quickly here in the background. Yep, I'm curious. I'm a little scared to do this without watching it first. So we're all gonna see it really for the first time. That's the beauty of live yeah. streaming here. Welcome to season 16 of In the Huddle.
Okay, I think I have it ready, actually. So that was record time uh, to uh, grab it. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without our uh, reactions this time, because I haven't had time to get that in the shot here, but uh, here is uh, Musamania for week six from our friend Tony Maldonado. God help me if this is uh, not podcast safe here. Here we go. <laughs> Pioneers, 12th man. What's the time to do? Time to play football. All day! All day! Big Tone here, Musamania Minute. You heard Mad Man Malzahn. Week 6 against probably our toughest challenge of the season yet. Against a team that is extremely well coached, extremely talented, depth at every position at all phases of the game. What are the Pioneers going to do? Well, I'll tell you what, Big Tone. We are headed to the belly of the beast. Iron will sharpen iron. And the cream shall rise to the top. It's time to release the madness. The moose madness. Oh, yeah. You guys said it all, brother. But I've been to the mountaintop. This sort of reminds you of my stepbrother, Took that stinking giant and raised him way above his head in front of 94,000 screaming fans. So the other side, they have all the tools they need, brother. But they don't have the 12th man. They don't have the herd. They don't have all the moose and maniacs. So we're coming into town, brother. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when moose and media comes through wild on you? I think that actually triggered something last week on uh, Facebook, so we're going to stop that right there. Um, wow. Listen, we're going to throw out the it. script here. Anthony Fasano is joining us, graduate linebacker at Utica University. Uh, let's talk about what uh, Tony – oh, my God, why do I do this myself every week? Well, uh, let's talk about what Tony Maldonado was uh, talking about there, uh, Anthony, uh, in a little bit more here. Uh, you guys have a huge game coming up uh, this coming uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. at – uh, our friends at uh, Cortland and uh, nationally ranked, you know that, obviously. But uh, the interesting thing is they come in with a loss. You guys are undefeated, and you guys aren't ranked. I know it's a little bit of a bone of contention uh, in Utica land, but uh, how are you doing, and uh, how are you feeling so far this season, uh, which is uh, your fifth year, essentially, uh, thanks to COVID? Um, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. Um, we we try to take every game, like, one game at a time, and uh, – Corlin, it's, it's no different. Like, we go through every week the same. We, we prepare the hardest. And um, this week, we know it's going to be a challenge. I think we're up to it. Our coaches have really set forward a good game plan. I, and if we execute it, I think we'll have a good chance for success this week. Is it just the coach's game plan, or is this Tony Maldonado figure into things, too, with his weekly videos for you guys <laughs> to try to pump you up at the end of the day? It's a little bit of both. We, we love watching them every week. He, he does a great job, him and Mr. Malzahn, and uh, – just gives us that little extra boost of energy that I think we need. Now, Anthony, I mean, last year, you know, this this game didn't didn't go your way, but 
Are there things that you guys have learned collectively, either from that tape or just from you know some of the you know, hardships you had to overcome this season? I mean, that that win against Lyco really took you guys down to the wire. Does that sort of um, game prep and, and or you know tape looking back help, or is it sort of you when know, we're just focused on the future and we're just going to do our thing? Well, I think I mean we lost uh, Matt Brantley, our captain, our leader, to an injury, and at that point in time, we were losing. And I think it shows of how gritty of a team we are to really bounce back from losing Matt and to come out with a win that game. And that's, just, that's been our story all year. We're a gritty team. We fight to the end, and it doesn't matter who we play. I think our end goal is the same, to get a win every week. Anthony, there's been, you know, talk about going uh, Division Two in football, about different things for Utica, but a lot of people have said along the way, well, why are you worried about Division Two? Win the Empire 8 first, and then we can talk about what's next uh, in terms of climbing that chain. This is the one bugaboo at the end of the day that uh, seems to have existed for Utica football. I'm going to guess there's a certain level of, you know, that being the reason why you came back for another year. You wanted another chance at this gauntlet of the Empire 8. I mean, how important is it for your team, for you, to be an Empire 8 champion if you can get there here? I go week by week, a game at a game. At a game. Um, if, if our cards fall that way, it's, it's awesome. But just we're, we're happy to um, just play, be able to play the game of football every week. Um, me, especially being a fifth year, it's awesome. And I, I couldn't be thankful more thankful. Well, well, Anthony, I, I was doing a little research on your background, and you know, I know a lot of the teams from the Empire Eight and the Liberty League tend to, you know, get get guys that are close to home. But you know, you came all the way up from Strong Island. Uh, I think your hometown is Deer Park, New York. I mean, what made you decide to go upstate and um, you know spend the last you know four or four and a half years up there in Utica? Well. It was Mr. Gerbino, our offensive coordinator last year, that really recruited me to get come here. And uh, he really just gave me that family atmosphere. Like, he would call me at random times. I'd be driving home from baseball practice in high school. Hey, Anthony, what are you doing? Like, you made a decision yet? And I was like, no, not yet, coach. He really just gave me that, like, sense of, like, family that, like, we always preach. And it's like, wow, it's really real here. So I was like, you know what, Dad? I'm, I'm going to Utica. I think, I think that's my decision. And I called... Uh, Coach Trebino up. I'm like, yeah, like I'm coming. Like, I'm ready. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity. And five years later, I'm still here. Well, and I think part of that fifth year is that you're able to get your master's, which looks like you're gonna uh, graduate with a financial fraud, crime, and compliance degree. Which I can tell you firsthand because I've been recruiting um, fraud and AML executives, and that is a very hot space in the financial services sector. So you will definitely land a good job um, when you decide to wrap up your football career. Uh, so, so congratulations on, on that. I guess, you know, you've got potentially, you know, five, maybe six, seven, eight more games. What, the, what was the, the switch that sort of clicked for you guys when you realized that you had something special last year and you made that playoff run, you won that first round game? I mean, I imagine the, the, the thought process there is, you know, hey, why not us, right? Exactly. Every week we, we would say that, those exact words, hey, not us, why not us? And um, we, we really focused, like I said, it's just game by game. And like, like I said before, it's like how the cards fell and like they fell our way. Like we knew we know we're a good team last year and this year. So, yeah, why not us? We're going to go into every game thinking that we're going to win and hopefully it continues.
This game feels like that Susquehanna game uh, from last year, the way it sets up, because you guys aren't getting the respect level you feel they deserve coming into it. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, including me, I'm not going to lie to you, I, I, I'll give you a hint where uh, my picks are going on certain things here uh, this week. Uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be your game, okay? And so I'm sure that's going to fire up the folks over in Utica uh, hearing me say that, especially after the Susquehanna debacle from last year for me personally. Uh, but, I mean, you come into this thing and you were talking about Coach Gerbino. I think we all miss him. He's uh, still a great fan of the show uh, and uh, of Utica football and everything else. And uh, hopefully he's doing well. Uh, you know, he's uh, going to greener pastures per se, I, I guess. But... Uh, you know, what is Coach Fagiano saying to you guys in terms of, hey, you've been here before. L literally, you've been here before. Last year, you got to the second round of the playoffs in a situation much like this. I mean, are there comparisons to be drawn between these two games, and is he doing that? Well, I think we learned last year on how to play in big games, and I think that was our downfall last year. Um, but this year, we have a better attitude, definitely. Um, we know they're a good team, but we know we're also a really good team, too. And that's really what's getting preached this year. Um, you could say, like, field position last year what, and all other factors. I think this year we got to play a complete game to beat these guys. We all know they're really good. Let's talk briefly, too, about this. I mean, your defense against their offense lines up very interestingly for me. Uh, Zach Boyce is a very good quarterback. He's got some great receivers out there. How do you apply the pressure you need to as linebacker to really get him hurried or to at least you know, quell what is a very good passing game? And do you think because of the weather, you end up with a run, situa run situation, he said, that might get thrown into the mix a little bit more than normal, ultimately? Because it looks like it's going to be a washout here in uh, the upstate New York area across uh, the southern tier and here in uh, the Albany area, let's say. Well, they have great players everywhere. We, we know that, but we also have great players. Um, I, we haven't really been looking too much into the weather. I think we got to execute our game plan, and I think that will be our success. That would be our path to success. JB, do the honors, sir. Yeah, well, as, um, as it's been a uh, kind of a time, you know, 15 year now long tradition uh, with, within the huddle, we always like to um, have our student athlete guests have the last word and, and have shout outs to any friends, family, uh, teammates, what have you. Uh, so Anthony Fasano, the floor is yours. Um, I just wanna say thank you guys again for having me. Uh, obviously shout out to all my teammates. Um, hopefully it's a, we're gonna have a great game for everyone watching and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Love, love everyone, love you mom and dad. There you go. Saved it right there. You, you yeah. got to do the mom and dad love right there. Come on, Anthony. That's right. Paisan, we, we got to thank the parents. If we don't, we will never hear the end of it. We won't get our Sunday dinner uh -oh. and all that stuff. So, listen, uh, I, I know uh, it's always the sacrifice going that fifth year. I hope that it parlays into not just football success for you, but also professional success ultimately uh, that you know you, you uh, are out there with a great major a great profession uh, hopefully down the line and uh, nothing but the uh, best for you sir best of luck tomorrow against Cortland first things first thank you appreciate it Anthony Fasano from Utica, Utica University I keep doing that I uh, don't has, forget uh, the W <laughs> yeah has joined us here and uh you know we kind of usually wait for our slide to hit that but he's been waiting the wings and uh after that tony maldonado yeah. video 
we, we had to go straight to him. Uh, Let's keep rolling. Musamania. He just lost another shirt yeah. uh, thanks to uh, him having to rip that. So, JB, what we do normally at this point, this show will be a little bit shorter than normal because uh, you have the flight yep. to come. And uh, But we do have one more guest coming up, I will tell you that, uh, right now. And you, you have no idea do. about well, that. Of course we do. <laughs> It's yeah. it's not like last week. It's not that bad, but we'll we'll uh, bring him in in so, a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. First things first. Let's go I'm... through our six slides of games. You think? Oh, oh, who do you think it is? Go ahead. I think yeah, I know who. I think I know who it is. I who think is I know it? who it is. I mean, it, it's our fifteenth anniversary. There's a big game going on in Troy, New York. Uh, no, I know. No, no, okay. no. It's not Eric Wren. <laughs> Uh, although that would have been a good idea, yeah. I probably should have thought about that. The Godfather, okay. Uh, he's too busy, uh, you know, with his horses and his goats and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's it. You got it. No, uh, we'll uh, we'll look at it in a little bit. Uh, who's coming up? But first things first. Let's look at six slides of games for this week. First yep. off, Region One. Yeah. So we, I think we have a one little uh, Friday night lights action here and. Like I said, in crunch time, I mean, although they started off 0-2, I saw them in Cambridge, Mass. in week one, and Bridgewater fought real hard against MIT, came up short near the end. They gave up a couple of late touchdowns at the end of the fourth quarter. But all of a sudden, they're the only undefeated team in the in the MassCAC, which we'll talk about a little more, I, I think, uh, at some point here, because they just added um, Anna Maria, so the AMCATs. I, th I know you put the uh, bat signal out on Twitter, X, whatever it's called to see if we need to rename the conference. Um, there were some pretty funny responses. But Bridgewater State in the driver's seat in the MASCAC right now, so they need to take care of the Lancers on Friday. They're traveling across the, across the state of Massachusetts to do that one. I believe that's a 7 p.m. kickoff. Typically, those are always 7 p.m. kickoffs. And then on Saturday, we have a couple of interesting conference games. FDU Florham versus Kings for pole position in the MAC. Don't forget there's those MAC Centennial bowls that happen every year so this is jockeying for that if they're not going to be in the uh, pool a conversation coast guard versus salve regina a couple of very explosive offenses going at it on the uh, the coast of connecticut and rhode island so a little um sound bowl there i guess you could say merchant marine goes up to vermont to take on norwich i always love the service academy type of uh, games and at this point i imagine vermont looks beautiful Norwich has a great video feed, gorgeous stadium with the, with the forest and trees, everything around it. So that'll be a very picturesque atmosphere for a big uh, game for them. Lebanon Valley also uh, happens to be undefeated in the MAC, and uh, they're taking on Widener, who's sort of had an up-and-down season. But um, Del Val fans will probably be rooting for the pride to take this win. And then Anna Maria versus Western New England, a good old-fashioned uh, Western Central Massachusetts bragging rights between conferences at one o'clock. And so it looks like you like uh, Leb Val Widener. I liked Coast Guard Salve, and we'll see what happens in Region 1. Yeah, I love Val Widener, guys. One of those games that it's going to determine kind of the next uh, teams to face Del Val that could still have an impact in yep. the MAC ultimately. So uh, we'll, we'll see how uh, these teams start to line up, ready to go. And it's good to see both of these uh, teams in a decent position uh, this far into the season. Uh, yeah. I, I just think it'll be a very good matchup ultimately. We'll talk more about it when we get to predictions in a little while. Uh, let's go to Region 2. 
Yeah, well, we all know what the big games are on the right-hand side. It's, it's Ithaca RPI for effectively kind of a first-place pole position, uh, early lead in the Liberty League. It's also a kind of a conference championship-style game between Utica and Cortland, although Brockport might say, hey, wait a minute here. They're certainly still in the mix and looking very strong. But Friday night, we actually have another uh, another game here. Gettysburg against Johns Hopkins uh, under the lights at, um, I think, is it Homewood Field down in Baltimore, Frank? Is that what they call it there? Yep, Public so that'll, stadium, be, yep. that'll be a good one to... Yep, good one to see how the Jays are looking. I think they had uh, last weekend off. They've been one of the top te- teams in the nation. So um, Bay Harvey and company is, might put on a show against the Bullets. We'll see. But noon, we got Ithaca RPI, classic uh, Liberty League, upstate New York. Same thing with Utica Cortland. Uh, your sinus is taken on Franklin and Marshall. Both of them have had some bumps in the road, but this is one of those jockeying for a position uh, in the postseason bowl race. So their their season's certainly not over yet, and they both have a lot to play for. And Christopher Newport versus Dickinson. Hopefully um, the Red Devils have picked up all their helmets off the field after they flung them up in the air and all that kind of thing. <laughs> and their equipment manager isn't too busy screwing in and everything again. But uh, that's an interesting cross-conference uh, game here between the NJAC and the Centennial. I, I, you know, We'll, we'll get to it in predictions, but I would like to think that the potential new NJAC champ could win this game on the road. We'll see. Dickinson's pretty tough. Moving on to uh, Region 3, uh, I, I uh, kind of waffle on the uh, game of the week. You seem to have a uh, selection there that makes sense as well. And uh, let me just kind of go through this real quick because it is quick. Center versus Trinity is compelling because now that the Trinity has Barry uh, settled in, uh, you got two teams you got to still watch out for in terms of Center, Sewanee, uh, even Hendricks to a certain degree. These are teams that could bite them when they're not really looking. And so Trinity might feel a little self-assurance right now in how things have played out, but they can't do that. Um, every team in the SAA is a team that could come up on a Saturday and bite them. So we're watching to see how Trinity responds after that Barry game. If there's going to be a little bit of a hangover to start that first half, which has happened before with Trinity in previous years. We'll see yep. if they start and finish hot on this game. Huntington-Bellhaven could be the USA South Championship game, essentially, although there are other teams that may have something to say about that. But it's a compelling matchup. Huntington had a big loss to Barry in Week 1, but since that point has looked really pristine. And so uh, Bellhaven's got their hands full with that one. Averett versus uh, Randolph-Macon is a compelling game, too, because Averett is only one loss. And if anybody's going to take out Randolph-Macon this season in the ODAC, it might be this team. But... I don't know if anybody's going to take out Randolph-Macon in the ODAC this season. Let me be honest here. Uh, Bridgewater-Shenandoah lines up as a night game. Birmingham-Southern-Sawani could uh, show us who Sawani really is, although Birmingham-Southern's just have a kind of miserable go at it uh, since early in the season. Uh, I pick Center and Trinity and Everett uh, Randolph-Macon. You pick Huntington and Bellhaven. I don't blame you one bit on that one. Let's go to Region 4. Go ahead and take it away. Well, one quick thing on the whole Bellhaven uh, game. A lot of colleges, because of the the three-day holiday weekend, I mean, there is sort of a reason why we picked this weekend to do this trip for the family, especially for the kids, because they're they're off of school. They don't have classes on Monday and Tuesday. The Bellhaven head coach went to Twitter last night and was imploring the students to not leave campus and be there for the game, big game on Saturday. Like, come cheer on your your classmates. Your you know the team needs you. Like, this is a championship game. Don't 
leave town. And so we'll see if, if Bellhaven can have a home field advantage or if it's going to be a bit of a ghost town because of the holiday weekend. Anyway, going into uh, Region 4, let's, let's take a look at what we have here. Not a huge slate of games. You know, the one thing that sort of jumps out to me was this Denison-Heidelberg game at 130. John Carroll Marietta could be interesting because Marietta's off to one of their better starts in a while. I don't think anyone really thinks that Mount Union and John Carroll might lose those games as heavy favorites, even on the road. Albion Hope is always a great matchup. And then Denison versus DePaul. Denison barely lost in OT uh, last weekend, and, and DePaul is trying to hang on to the top spot in the NCAC, so... That was, that was kind of my thought, that that could be a, an interesting game. Maybe Denison can create a little havoc in that conference race, but the Tigers have been pretty consistent now for a couple seasons. Well, uh, Albion Hope, to me, is a big MIAA game uh, right now at this point in the season, so that's why it's up there for me uh, at this point. And, uh, you know, again, we're starting to get lighter as we go into these other uh, regions right now. And Region 5 kind of light as well. Uh, and I'll let you explain what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's just ignorance on my part, but I just couldn't really find a lot of compelling Region 5 matchups this weekend. They're all pretty lopsided as far as heavy favorites. Illinois College versus Chicago is a natural rivalry game between <clears throat> these two uh, Midwest Conference schools. You know, the Maroons haven't seemed to be as powerful as they were in the last couple of seasons. Illinois College, the Blue Boys just won a big game last weekend. Whoops. <laughs> there, there goes that phone. Um, and uh, Benedictine in Concordia, Wisconsin, I believe this is another um, you know, sort of conference rivalry uh, type of type of situation for them, um, kind of Midwest, uh, bat, you know, type of uh, type of situation. So, I think we both thought that Illinois versus Chicago made the most sense. And, and here, you know, fans tweet at us, message us if we're missing something. But this is all I could find in, in Region Five. Well, then let's go Region Six quickly here, and uh, we'll see that we have. Lacrosse versus Whitewater is kind of the real, you know, bullet game. In fact, you know, if I wasn't picking RPI hosting Ithaca, uh, I would say that uh, this game is the uh, game of the get on the plane to Wisconsin country. <laughs> you know what? I bet you Pat Coleman's got that covered. If I had a guess, so uh, we'll let yeah. him handle that. Uh, St. Olaf uh, versus Carlton Absolutely. is kind of the also ran game uh, in the uh, MIAC, and we'll see how that goes. Oshkosh versus Stout plays out interestingly to see if Oshkosh can bounce back after what's, what was yeah. really a listless game for them last week versus Whitewater. I was a little disappointed in their performance in that game. The West Coast games, we have some uh, interesting ones too. Pomona, Pitzer, Redlands is uh, one I kind of look at here as can Redlands keep rolling as Pitzer dropped one. They should have probably won last week, and uh, I think they may have been looking ahead a little bit toward this Redlands game. Not to cut you off, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I think hopefully national fans, I mean, I know the, the WEAC or WIAC fans realize that Stout isn't necessarily a pushover. They almost came back and beat lacrosse last week. It was a close call. So the Titans have their work cut out for them. They may not be in the thick of the um, Pool A race now that they've lost head-to-head -to, -head, uh, to Whitewater, but they could be playing for an Isthmus Bowl spot. They could be you know, playing for a pool C spot. There's usually at least two teams from the WIAC that are going to get into the tournament. You know, even though there's only four pool C bids, you have to think that the WIAC runner-up is almost a guaranteed lock to get one of those four spots. So there's still a lot to play for out there in Wisconsin, and this is a big game for sure.
So listen, JB, uh, I, I was thinking I, we, we are, you know, really knock it out of the park with predictions. But I think there's somebody out there that can predict even better than us. I, I, I really oh, do. Really? And okay. uh, I, I think also he feels a little bit uh, slighted by our friend Greg Thomas on D3Football.com uh, after Greg uh, did the re-ranking of conferences. Um, he put the Midwest Conference in a very precarious position on his list. He kind of dropped them uh, pretty heavily. In fact, that thud you heard wasn't your phone. That was the Midwest Conference hitting uh, the ground uh, on the uh, Greg Thomas re-rankings there. Yeah, that, your phone's fine. See? Uh, Jim Catanzaro, Lake Forest head coach, undefeated still are the Foresters hey. joining us. You would think that you would have, you know, like uh, albums or rap albums and uh, all that uh, behind him. No, this man is a distinguished scholar, ladies and gentlemen. He has the books behind him in his study. He's joining us from his study here this morning on his second or third cup of coffee already. He assures me. Cat, <clears throat> how are we doing today? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Appreciate you having me on today. It is a... Uh... It's a great Friday for homecoming out here in Lake Forest. We uh, we dropped temperatures about 30 degrees in the last two days, so we're going to have a nice 57 degrees, very upstate New Yorkish weather for homecoming, so looking forward to it. We're joining you in that here in upstate New York over the next day. Uh, we're plunging like a rock, too. Uh, but, you know, uh, you got Lawrence coming up, uh, and obviously you can never look past any team. But I wanted to first ask you about uh, that Midwest Conference slight that I was just referring to. Uh, D3Football.com doesn't think that there's much strength right now in the uh, Midwest Conference. We'd love to give you an opportunity for the point-counterpoint uh, portion of our show. Jim, do you agree with Greg? Um, you know, if, if I don't agree with him, it's only by maybe one or two spots. And, uh, and I, so I don't take too much of a slight to that. You know, our non-conference schedule this year ended up being um, probably not as strong as we would have liked across the board other than Monmouth playing uh, Wartburg. You know, when uh, you know Illinois College scheduled Milliken four years ago for their game, I'm sure they, they were expecting that to be a little bit of a, of a different team that they were playing. And, um, you know, I it just is what it is. You book, you book those games out so far in advance, you sometimes you never know who you're going to get unless you play one of the top 20 teams in the country who are consistently up there. So, you know, our, our non-conference game didn't help. We only get the one non-conference game. And I think that's a one of the biggest disservices that, you know, Division Three has right now. And you're going to see that with one of the East Coast conferences, you know, having a closed closed schedule this year and um, not having that ability to go out and play people just makes it a little bit tough for more than one or two games and the teams that do get the multiple games you know they can stack a game if they're going to go challenge themselves somebody they can take that second game and, and make it a 500 record out of the two if they're a little nervous so it, it is what it is you know I think that you know last year our second place team went and played the next second place team and had a had a victory in the bowl game and I think that some of those late crossover games are gonna have to start telling you how good some of the football is but again we're we're pretty top heavy right now in our conference, so we gotta we gotta take the lumps when those types of things go, and just keep winning the games we play. Well, coach, I'll be the first if no one else has said it. I mean, you may have heard that there's only 24 undefeated teams in Division Three right now, and you guys are one of them out of 241. So that's the you know the top 10 percent of the of the entire nation. So congratulations on that. I know uh, you've had to work a little bit, you know here with A.J. Jackson not being healthy. You know, football, there's always guys that, that get injured, next man up and stuff like that. But what has helped you continue on that path of these, just keep winning your regular season games all these past seasons? Yeah, you know, I, I think the culture within our team is just really strong, and, and we're not about one player. I mean, trust me, we're a lot better when A.J.'s available. 
um, than when he's not. But yeah, last sure. week you saw him return <laughs> for a touchdown. He uh, was still tired by the time the three and out happened. So our next returner goes in and he returns one for a touchdown. So you really do have that next man up mentality. And we have a lot of experience right now. I know there's been a lot of talk about those fifth year guys that are out there and we've got about eight of them right now um, that are helping with the leadership of our team and, and playing at really high levels, guys that were all conference players. And, uh, you know, Trey Stewart, our quarterback in his third year with us, um, knows the offense inside and out, <clears throat> buoyed by, you know, uh, we've got, our entire center to left side has started since the COVID spring and hasn't missed uh, about two games last oh, wow. year. We missed our left tackle in the playoffs. Um, so we've got guys that, you know, we think are pretty talented and know it. And, and it's, it's a lot easier to do. We're just the one place where we're different is running back. La last two years, we've had two guys that, you know, ran for 800 yards each. And this year we've got, I think seven guys that have five or more carries and nobody with more than 30. So it's a, it's a little bit different in the okay. backfield right now. Yeah. So, Kat, when do you get back on, the, back on the committee? I mean, we miss you in so many different ways. You should be on the NCAA Division Three, uh, you know, playoff committee, uh, selection committee. Uh, and uh, you haven't been for a couple of years. And in the process, you've gotten screwed twice by uh, the committee. Uh, you've gotten the number one overall seed two years in a row in your playoff game, despite, uh, you know, having great seasons. Uh, you know, they have seen fit to put you against, what was it, St. John's and North Central? Was it, were those the two uh, that we uh, looked at the last two years? I mean, it, does it make you not salivate to get back, not to rig it for your own team or anything like that? That's not allowed, but just to maybe get the input back in. The, the Jim Cat and Zero input that we find very refreshing. That's why we always have you back here on our show and around the nation uh, does the same thing with you on D3 Football. I mean, when are, when are we getting you back, bud? Yeah, my application's in, so they just have to decide they want me back. I must have made JP mad or something over there. Um, but, you know, it, it is one of those things where it's a rotational thing, and if new people are qualified and want to get involved, the NCAA is going to spread it out more than bring people back. And um, they know I'm interested in coming back and bringing that coach perspective. I know we've got a couple of good coaches on there the last couple of years, Blaze Fagiano and a couple other guys. And so um, I, I do think that there is – as long as there's coach presence, um, I'm good. Like that's, that's the most important thing is having coaches in the room, uh, make those decisions. And during my time on the committee, that was one of my biggest things when I went to the AFCA convention was really clamoring at the coaches to join and get involved and, and be a part of the process. Because I think when we talk, the, the administrators in that room do listen. And as long as we abide by the rules that the NCAA has for travel 500 miles and things like that, we're good. Um, you know, like I said, the year, the one year we didn't get the committee, the, the bracket that I wanted because of flights and that's okay. We had to go back and we, I made it very obvious that that wasn't what should have happened, but it did. And, um, you know, my year we get the, we were the only team that could get to St. John's that was, you know, within that mileage in the Midwest that it wasn't really a, you know, top two or top three regional seed going against them. So we, we have to go find a way to boost our non-conference schedule up a little bit. We've got some things in the next couple of years that I think we'll do that. Um, it's just a matter of finishing out our current contract and then going up to uh, we actually play Claremont Mud Scripts in 2025 so we'll get a, we'll get a travel game and, and get that big kind of intersectional cool. interregional game and hopefully that helps us You're used yeah, to those well, southwestern think, uh, uh, trips aren't you yeah, with your Arizona pedigree and everything <laughs> there so I, I'm not surprised a little bit about that go ahead JB sorry about that 
Well, no, and I, I was about to say, I mean, I think that there could be some teams in the Liberty League in upstate New York, his old stomping grounds that, that could use an out-of-conference game, especially since they, they didn't get paired up with uh, the NJAC or the Centennial. They, they sort of lost out on the musical chairs. So, Coach, being a, an upstate guy um, by background, I'd love to get your thoughts on a couple of the big games this weekend. Uh, Ithaca, RPI, we got Utica, Cortland. I mean, from a coaching Matchup perspective, what do you think there? Hold on, I gotta call timeout, Cat. Uh, Actually, the reason we've got him here is he's gonna join us in predictions right now. So he's gonna get to talk about some of these games, actually, right now. Okay. We'll put and him on the put spot. Right, let's, let's go. Yep. We're so, doing it live. Uh, is that, is that okay. Oh, uh, in fact, yep, we, we got the screen ready and everything. And now, J- JB uh, and I know about our, our success here. Uh, I'm 49-12 and 12 this season, which I know for some people in this country is probably feeling like the biggest lie out there, uh, North Central. <clears throat> but um, JB is right behind me, two games behind. I think we're going to have some real differences of opinion here. And Kat, I want to see, you know, this is how you can prove to the NCAA uh, folks that you still got it. You still know these teams yeah. inside and out and will do the great job you always do on the selection committee when you get back on it, okay? So this I'll is a dress rehearsal. Championship. Got it. You, you got it. I mean, look, if it wasn't for you, probably North Central might not have even won the national championship a couple of years ago, right? Uh, so we'll mm-hmm. see where this goes, oh, or, or at least better than that in the uh, game. Uh, let's uh, let's see here. I, I've got to get a couple things uh, moving here. Uh, first off, you, you can't do this without music, and you know William Tell uh, is apparently deemed as podcast safe music, so that's good news for us. And so we are ready. No tribe to called go. quest, unfortunately. Yes, exactly. Dis- disappointing. So we'll lower that <laughs> a little bit because we know Cat's got a little audio uh, over there. And here we go, guys. Uh, first one first. We'll go on a rotational basis. We'll start with JB, then start with me, then start with Cat, and keep going in that round, basically. Uh, first one is um, in in the MAC. I believe that should have updated, and it didn't. Well, okay. Of course, it's not going to function right now. So, <laughs> yep. I'm going to tell you that the first game we've got is Lebanon Valley at Widener while I fix this. How's that? So, Lebanon Valley at Widener, JB. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with uh, with Widener in that makeup game against Stevenson because they were on fire leading up to it. I know Leb Val is doing well and they're so far undefeated in the MAC, but I, I still think that Widener has that ability to take it up a notch. So I'm going to go with the Pride um, to win this one. Higher scoring game, maybe 42 to 28. Every time I pick Widener, I feel like I end up losing uh, a spot. But I'm going to pick Widener. Uh, I, I think uh, that they are going to uh, probably come out to a flying start in this game. And I'm going to give them the slight edge here, uh, ultimately 28-27 in a very close game. Kat, what do you got? 35-28 Widener. I think that the wow. their offense gets going again, and they are able to, uh, to get that one going. Yeah, we, we can't update to save my life for some reason. So we'll just, uh, I'm going to tell you what the games are uh, without graphics here. In the new Mac, we have Coast Guard at Salve Regina. I start this one. Uh, would the real Coast Guard please stand up? Uh, are we going to see the team that puts up 90 points, or are we going to see the team that uh, just kind of flails after that? 
I think Salve Virginia is uh, definitely a cream of the crop. This is a nice short trip for Coast Guard along the coast, basically. Uh, the weather may play a role here, so the running game might actually have an advantage for Coast Guard. But I'm still going to give the edge to Salve Virginia by a final score of, with that rain, 24 to 14. You know, thus far, Salve, you know, with their defense playing pretty stout right now, not giving up more than uh, two touchdowns in any of the games that they've played so far, I'm going to go with them to win uh, 35 to 21. Yeah, I, I just like the fact they've got a QB named Jack Stack or something, Jake Stack. I just, that's a great football name. So I'll, I'll also go with the, um, the Seahawks, I think. Uh, maybe a... a a rain slobber knocker, whatever you want to call it, but 21 to 14, Salve. Now with graphics, Liberty League, it's Ithaca at RPI. Cat, this is the one that JB was about to ask you about, so go ahead, pontificate on this one. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, what you just asked. Will the real Ithaca please stand up? Because they're winning games and they're doing it differently, it seems, each week. And uh, so from an identification standpoint, I think that they're really starting to come together out there. Um, I do think that RPI has the ability to what some people would perceive to be the upset over the ranked team this week. And uh, so if I was a quick hit guy, this might be one that I would take a look at, but I'm not a quick hit guy. So I'm going to go Ithaca 27, um, RPI 24. And I think it's going to be close and it could be a final possession game. JB? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close one no matter what. And in the past, RPI has pulled off some of these close calls at home. I think having that extra week gives them a little bit of an edge, a uh, chance to rest up, a little chance to scheme a little more. Ithaca had a pretty physical game versus Hobart. I'm going to go with RPI at home, 21-20. Um, to 20. It's going to be like a field goal game. Where's Andrew Franks? I'll tell you, uh, I thought this was going to be a game we diverged on. I pick an RPI also here. Uh, I, I picked it in mm. quick hit, so it's not like I can change my uh, pick at this point even. It's uh, in print at this point. Uh, no, I, I just, again, the weather's going to play a role. It's tough to win in Troy. And, you know, I just feel, I don't know, Kat, I, I don't feel that Ithaca has the full momentum back yet. I honestly thought they were going to be Hobart, Hobart by more last week. Uh, and they... You know, it was a 10-point game, and it could have easily been a three-point game uh, in that game. So I, I really feel that RPI has a coaching staff that's been there before. It has played these games well uh, and can pull a rabbit out of their hat at the end of the game. We've seen this happen before where shocker scenarios occur in Troy in this game specifically. RPI wins it 21-20, which may be somebody else's score as well uh, from that. Uh, JB, you're going to start, uh, and I kind of gave a hint on my pick on this one, but it's Utica to Cortland in the Empire 8. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to do all, you know, go Moose Hogan or, you know, all that kind of thing with, with, the, uh, with the Pios, but I just feel like Cortland has shown, I mean, with the sort of last five minute, seven minute mess up with, with Susquehanna, um, they should probably be undefeated. I think the Dragons at home is probably the call. Utica will give them a good run for their money, but I think too much offense in the end. Dragons 42, Utica 27. It is kind of funny that there's a Susquehanna link between these teams now. Think about last year, the playoff game, uh, and Susquehanna we all thought was going to mm -hmm. roll over Utica and not to be. 
Cortland ends up getting uh, shocked at the end of the game by Susquehanna, a Susquehanna team that we all were down on this year compared to last year. We thought that the the you know loss of Michael Roosh was going to really affect them. By the way, he stopped to say hi to me uh, at the game. I covered against oh, Western nice. New England. He's doing well. He's going to be playing over the pond, across the pond rather, uh, oh, for cool. a little bit, trying to nice. chase the dream still. So, Michael, keep it going. But uh, I still think Cortland learned a lot from that Susquehanna loss this season. So even though the law of syllogisms might suggest Utica could win this game and should win this game, I'm going to say Cortland wins this game. So the undefeated team that's not ranked will lose to the defeated team that's ranked by the final score of 35-28. to 28. And Kat, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I have to show up to work with a strength coach that's a Cortland grad and, and played football there. So I'm going to go for self-preservation <laughs> here. Um, and I'm going to take Cortland by uh, three scores, but Utica eats a better post-game meal. That's oh, yeah, that goes without yeah, saying. Uh, I mean, when they get home, come on. No doubt about that. Center. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the great uh, restaurant you sent me to closes in the Rome area. Uh, I mean, seriously, I, Come on, I, I, I was looking years. forward to going back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 120 years of family owned and didn't make it out of COVID, unfortunately. So one of the greatest, yeah, the sucks. Savoy restaurant, still one of the greatest restaurants ever. And their veal sinatra is something that I've had to learn to make myself now. And they had a Lake Forest helmet in the bar. That, that was the best part, I think, of the whole place right there. Center at Trinity no in the SAA. <laughs> yeah, they did. I, I swear to God, they did. Awesome. Uh, Center at Trinity. Uh, it's Trinity's game. We're putting it here, I think, more or less because, again, we want to see if they falter a little bit after that very you know, cardiac game that they won last week. And center, obviously, has been trying to feel out their oats here a little bit throughout this season. So they can give them a challenge. They can. Uh, Trainee still wins the game. Uh, Tucker Horn and company go 38, getting a Tyler Huddle uh, field goal at a certain point to uh, 17 for center. Cat. Yeah, I think Trinity's had their one hiccup of the year at the, uh, the end of the game up there. Um early in the season and I, I think that they're gonna they're just gonna kind of roll right now I think they're one of the top three teams in the country um, I think that they're playing with it I think they're good at all different phases um, I'm gonna give them a uh, 42 to 14 win in that game yeah I, I'll, I'll pick Trinity also and and I'm sure that they're loving the fact that right now it's it's below 70 degrees in in San Antonio it's, it was hundred and something most of the summer so they're gonna and i think that crisp weather will wake up the team a little bit and they won't be as slow to get out of the blocks like they did in georgia when it was like 95 or whatever on the turf well congratulations to whoever covers that game their iphone won't go to uh the overheated mode at, at that point what was your final score did you say one 35 21 thanks sir Averett at Randolph Macon. Uh, I'm losing track of who even starts this thing at this point. I think it's Cat. Yeah, I mean Randolph Macon's offense is on fire right now, and they have been, um, you know, kind of the dominant team in the ODAC the last four or five years. Um, so I, I'm going to go with uh, Randolph Macon, uh, 56, Averett 26. I think it'll wow. be. I think their offense will keep rolling. Yeah, I think uh, Drew Campanelli might be sort of the under under the radar uh, Gallardi Trophy uh, 
candidate there. I mean, he's really throwing the ball well. I think this Randolph-Macon team could surprise some folks in the playoffs and, and make it a couple of rounds, depending on where they end up. So I like the Yellow Jackets to win, I think, pretty comfortably, let's say 63 to 21. Drew Campanelli has what I would call the proverbial you know, college football player look. The square jaw, the, you know, handsome kid who just keeps slinging these damn touchdowns left and right. If not for that injury last year, I think they would have gone a lot further. And, uh, you know, that yeah. Cortland game was kind of a disaster for both teams in the end because of that. I mean, it was great to advance, but they lost their uh, QB1 in that. So uh, you're right, both of you, and we've got to get him on the show. His parents uh, watch the show. Uh, we know that for sure now after I met them at the Union uh, Springfield game. RFC wins this game against Averett by the final score of 47-20. to 20. Uh, okay. Huntington at Bellhaven. Now here's a challenge of a game, JB. I have a feeling this is where we split a little bit. JB starts it. Well, I know when I spoke with Coach K after the tough loss to Trinity, he was he's he's cheering for uh, Huntington to win this game. It's going to help their playoff resume if they do. And Bellhaven's looked really strong, but when they played the same game last year, Bell, Huntington won pretty convincingly. And with the whole student thing going out the window, I think Huntington's probably going to win this game. Uh, it'll be a close one, but 31 to 28. I'm thinking Huntington, too. I thought for sure you were going Bellhaven on this one. Uh, I, I've got Huntington. Uh, and for the reasons of I said earlier, they, you know, looking back, the Barry game were like, oh, that was a horrible loss for Huntington and everything else. Well, at this point, um, nobody's beating Barry's Barry really uh, except for Trinity. Yeah, I mean, and Trinity almost didn't beat Barry. So, okay, throw that game out. And ever since then, it's been win, win, win. So... I, you know, Bellhaven's undefeated. I just don't see the level of challenge on their schedule that Huntington's had. I think they're <laughs> here, here. Let me throw out the word "battle tested" uh, again and uh, get myself in trouble. Uh, so I'm going to pick uh, Huntington in this game uh, by the final score of low score, 17-14. Despite your uh, battle tested kiss of death that you just put out there, I'm also going with Huntington. I think Coach Turk has that uh, team figured out out there. And, um, I'm going to put that as a uh, 24-14 game in favor of Huntington. Well, wait a minute. I, I, so you're you're saying it's a curse, but you still pick the same team. I picked Huntington in this game. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm still, even though you did it, I'm still, I'm doing it in spite of your oh, behaviors. I'm cursed now, too. Yeah, yeah. We're all cursed, so what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah really. I, thought you guys... I have a thought for you. Randolph Macon will be the Aurora of the NCAA playoffs this year. That is my my personal prediction. They are the team that is ready to make I, that that move. I, if they well, stay healthy, I, 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 I agree. I, I disagree with you in that I don't think they're going to be an Aurora because I don't think they're creeping up on anybody. I think that people know about this team right now and are fearing it mm -hmm. with Drew Campanelli healthy. I think that team is a 10-0 team all the way this season. Who's going to stop them, honestly? So Those it's, of us it's in the Midwest debate. were not surprised by Aurora. The Midwest folks yeah. were not surprised by Aurora last year. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. fair That's enough. a fair point. MIAA, Albion at Hope. Uh, and uh, this is my start here. Tough one. Uh, I, I'm going to give the edge here to Albion just based on recent history. Uh, but, you know, this is a good game on paper. It just seems like it could go Hope's way at home. But I'm going to give a slight edge here to Albion. Uh I can't give you many reasons beyond just recent history feeling on this one. 
I'm going to say by the final score of 27, uh, make that 34 to 31 in a high-scoring affair. Cat? Um, so my, my longtime running backs coach is an Albion grad, um, but I think that Hope's challenge against Aurora in the first game is the best game on either team's schedule. Um, so I'm going to go Hope 21-14, low-scoring game, tough game. And to be honest, I think it can go either way, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Hope. Does Hope spring eternal, JB? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, they beat Mount St. Joseph in week three. It was a pretty close call, and they have, I think, played a little bit of a tougher schedule. They, they took care of Adrian last weekend. I know Albion is sitting out there undefeated with good wins over Rose Holman, and they beat Stevens Point. But I think, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Hope, and not just because their uniforms look like Hobart's. Uh, I'll say it'll be another high-scoring, close game, 40 to 35. Why not? There are places outside of Geneva, New York, just to remind you there, JB. Uh, Dennison yeah, at DePaul. Yeah, I, and Cat, uh, is it kind of one of those uh, to be the uh, king, you got to beat the king type of scenarios here in this game? I, I do believe that. I think that this is a, uh, you know, you're going to have Dennison come in off a loss as well after the game against Wittenberg last week. And so, um, you know, DePaul has is, is kind of been the team in that league for about three or four years. And I think that this is... Um, you know, if you're going to have a chance, this is the time you have to do it. Maybe you can can sneak up on them coming off of a loss. Maybe they take you down. You know, they take you a little bit less serious. But I'm going to take DePaul, uh, 35-24. Yeah, I'll go with the Tigers also. I think they'll probably win this one, say, 38-27. Yeah, uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, DePaul just seems to be the class right now. I, I, I'm looking forward to the Mon and Bill game, though. I think that's going to be a very good game this season that could go either way. So we're, we're a little bit away uh, from that game. DePaul still wins this one, 31-21. A game which uh, Cat may have some rooting interest in. We'll find out, I guess. And he can refuse to pick the game if he feels there's a conflict of interest going on here. He'll go last either way here. It's JB's turn for Illinois College, the Blue Boys at the Maroons, Chicago. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with IC. Just, I mean, they had that close win. Uh, they've, they've, you know, looked good in a few of their games. And Chicago just doesn't seem to have the same kind of firepower. I think that gra that super running back they had must have graduated or something. I'm sure Cat could confirm that. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Blue Boys, and I think another low-scoring, close call, like 24-21. But I think they'll, they may pull the road upset here. Tough one. I mean, that Illinois College game against uh, oh, God, Mammoth. Excuse me. Uh, just it throws me for a loop so much I can't remember Mammoth's name right now. Uh, it's way too early. I haven't had my coffee yet. Uh, I I think Chicago wins this game at home. I it's tough here. I I see why you would pick IC. I I honestly do. I just think Chicago has a slight edge here. I'm going to give Chicago by the final score of. 2017. I will re, uh, refuse to pick, but I'll provide some analysis. How about that? The uh, you know, like college like Blue Boys have a, have a great defense. They are really sound. Um, their quarterback, Destin Chance, is a absolute gunslinger of a player, and we've, we've seen him up close and personal. And they may have the best unknown wide receiver in the country in Colin Brunstein. And he is one of the most vertically explosive players I've seen, playoffs or otherwise. 
Um, he is a he is a very dynamic player, um, and they're getting some help in the running game. Uh, yes, the Nick D'Ambrose did graduate from the University of Chicago, but they also graduated um, a quarterback uh, with their top two wide receivers and a few other players. Um, so I think that some of their early struggles may be a little bit more of that team maturing and coming together. And now that they've had four or five weeks together, we should see them performing at a at a pretty high level. So um, no pick, but I'll say that there's two really good teams that are going to play a game on Saturday. And, you know, after we get done with our homecoming game, I will be anxiously looking for the score. JB, uh, pencil them in, we'll in for Illinois College, okay? Pencil them in for <laughs> Illinois College on this one. I, 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 I read between the lines, okay? Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, a little production thing there, Cat. Yeah, don't, don't worry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In the WEAC, it's lacrosse at Whitewater. And uh, I'm going to start this one. I've gotten myself in some more trouble in this uh, situation with across the season. They weren't in my top 25 to start the season. You all know that. Uh, they are now. Uh, but I, I've said what I've said about Whitewater being inconsistent. Then they show up big time against Oshkosh last week. So uh, the WEAC, the conference that loves to prove me wrong, uh, I probably uh, should be expecting celebrations for the team I don't pick in it. Uh, I'm going to say Whitewater wins this game just by the fact that they're at home. It's just a tough place to play in Perkins. Uh, I'm going to give Whitewater the edge 37-24 in this game. So I've had both guy, both teams in my top 25 the whole year, Frank. I've had uh, you know, lacrosse kind of okay, hovering in, in. <laughs> I just want to bring that up. I had them running the teams. Um, I have a tough one with this one, but I'm probably going to go with Whitewater close, um, mainly because I saw Lacrosse give up points uh, last week to Stout that I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, I, I thought that you know Lacrosse, um, obviously they've got the offense. They kind of let a team that would be in the the second half of their their conference tier uh, score 40 points, and I don't know that Whitewater will give up points like that. Um, it could be a case if they were looking forward to the Whitewater game. It could be a lot of things. So. I'm going to go with Whitewater 28-21, and it'll be a, a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'll stick with the home team at the Perk, probably a big crowd uh, behind the Warhawks. So I think kind of like with the Titans, they'll win this game, say, 35-24. Uh, to 24. JB's got to catch a flight soon. Cat. Uh, We've appreciated your uh, time here. Uh, best of luck in your homecoming yeah, game against see you, Lawrence. Man. Uh, but uh, before we let you go, uh, I think it's best to make sure we give you shout-outs, even though we usually save this for player guests. Uh, you're a player's coach, a player's coach is out there, so we're going to give you an opportunity for any shout-outs to family, friends, players, uh, not necessarily teammates, but assistant coaches or anybody else you'd like to give a shout-out to. Jim Catton Zero, the floor is yours. Yeah, give the uh, the quick shout-outs to uh, – we'll have to give one to the wife. She's got a big game this weekend, too. So, you know, number one and number four in the state playing in field hockey. Um, but, you know, there's a, a number of coaches out there that, uh, you know, Paul Schaffner and a bunch of other guys that made me – Joe Reich that made me a coach. And so I appreciate them every time. And, yeah, we got a bunch of good players. So I, I can't pick just one. But we'll we'll go with Luke Butts, who's our defensive coordinator, former team captain, and has a, a, a defense right now that's only given up three points a game. So we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that. So there's the shout-outs. 
You know, I, I was trying to I was trying to get the uh, picture of uh, your celebration meal from last week because you had a big win. Uh, the wife had a big win. Uh, the whole family had wins last weekend. So you you went uh, full tomahawk steak uh, on us uh, last week, and that was a perfect medium rare oh. that you uh, had cooked that thing at. Uh, also, uh, one other thing uh, last night was there midnight madness at Lake Forest? Yeah, uh, we had pepper. There's you know we call it an old school pep rally in the uh, the old old gym and there was a lot of uh, a lot of laughter a lot of fun and uh, i think it was you know the the proverbial good clean fun that everybody was out there behaving there was no wasn't an alcohol induced event i think that sometimes college kids can have just as much fun doing that as anything else and we may not have an engineering school but i saw some they had a cup stacking competition between teams uh, see how high they could get in a minute we uh we did pretty well there's a couple good eiffel towers up there yeah, that sounds great. Sir, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you sounds soon. Fun. And in all seriousness, NCA, get him back on the damn selection committee, please. Please. There's no reason not to have this man on there. He's got the uh, the education. Thank yes, you, sir. sir. Good luck this weekend. Jim Catanzaro, Lake Forest College. JB, you got to fly. How would you watch week six, though, before you go? Well, um, let's see here. Week six. I would say that you probably, you know, want to start off with a. Well, you got you got a couple of Friday night games tonight. If you if you care for either Bridgewater, Worcester, or Gettysburg and, and Johns Hopkins, so you got a couple of options tonight at 7 p.m. But I think for most fans, everyone will probably be tuning in at noon for the big Ithaca RPI game. That's going to have some national implications. And then not long after that is this Cortland-Utica game. Um, elsewhere, you got Huntington-Bellhaven also kicking off at, at 1 o'clock. That's a potential uh, conference championship type of situation. In the ODAC, if you want to stay up late, you've got a couple of night games. Sewanee, Birmingham Southern, there could be some history made there. I don't know if, if Sewanee's beaten Birmingham in, you know, ever, so that could be something to wait to watch later on. And then... Maybe during the half times of the uh, RPI and and uh, Cortland games, you might want to pop in and see what's going on with Mount Union at Heidelberg and John Carroll at Marietta. There could be a potential upset there, probably not, but we you know we'll have to wait and see. And then Illinois College and Chicago kicks off at two. But the big game that I think most national fans will be keeping an eye on will be this lacrosse Whitewater game at two o'clock. And uh, you have on sort of the undercard Olaf Carlton. Oshkosh and Stout that kicks off at 3. And then for you diehards, maybe the West Coast Red Eye fans, you've got three games starting at 10 o'clock. So it'll be a full day of football. There should be a lot of good games out there, but not as many blockbusters. Um, we'll be keeping an eye mostly in that 2 to, well, 1 to 3 or 30 sort of time frame for as these games sort of wrap up and we'll kind of see if lacrosse makes things interesting, it might push it to 4 or 4.30. <laughs> But it could be whitewater all day early, and uh, you can take a break if, if you need to. Send my best out to my friends at Gable 2023 uh, out in Seattle. Uh, all my referee friends right and player on. friends out there, have a great weekend out there. Good luck to everybody uh, and uh, play strong. And uh, nonetheless, yeah. uh, JB, a good week to watch some football. I'm staying close to home, but maybe I'll see you on Saturday because I might come on down to crash a party with the wife uh, and the family down there. So we'll see what happens, folks. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you soon on Twitter all weekend and on our show, hopefully earlier next week, uh, because we do have a holiday on Monday, thankfully. So I get a little bit of time to get some work done on the show instead of being mayor and all that stuff for one day uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it, folks.